allowing us to be here in this space today. Listen, I want you to, if you don't mind, bow on your heads with me um, as we offer up a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so thankful and so privileged and honored to be able to stand before you. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors, and we give you all praise, honor, and glory for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Do we have anybody here visiting with us for the very first time? Amen. We have two. Amen. Amen. Could you bless them with a gift? Amen. And get their info. Amen. We praise God for you. Anybody here for the second time? <laughs> at the revival. At the revival. Amen. It's your first time at the revival, but not your first time here at the church. Amen. Amen. So. Did you get their information? Did you give them a gift? Yes, yes, give her a gift. Give her a gift. Yes, yes. And these two gentlemen over here, you give them a gift? Amen. I hit it again. Amen. Well, we praise God for you. Anybody brought someone? I see we have some guests here, but who did they come on their own? Did you bring them? Did they just show up? No? Yo. They did. Well, this, they didn't want, oh, my Lord, okay, they didn't need any teaching. I don't know how to, I don't know how to work with that, but I'm going to let that sit right there. Huh? Let it sit, let it sit. We'll let that sit right there, but we're glad that you didn't allow that to stop you from coming, and so we give God praise, honor, and glory. At this time, I want to turn your attention to the screen. Um, as always, we do have our quiz and we want to take you through your quiz. Amen? Amen. I guess, you know, when, you know, I, I wasn't a very good test taker in school. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I just have to, any, were any A students in here? Who are the A students? Okay, y'all sit next to them. Sit next to them. So you were an a, a student? Amen. Amen. You wanted to be. When you wanted to be. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and get with our nightly quiz. Um, if you can turn the um, slide to the um, projector, amen, as we get started. We, gonna, we put the questions on the, on the screen tonight, amen. We put them on the screen tonight. So once we pull that up, then we'll go to our quiz, the very first slide. Amen. Amen. How many, how many have been blessed thus far? How many? Huh? Yes, you can. I want to say Sister Fields. Amen. Sister. Is it perfectly seasoned? Boy, I tell you. And you wonder why I'm. Okay, then we're going to stop right there. <laughs> but we are so blessed. Thank you, my wonderful wife. Amen. And she does it with a smile now. Come on now. Amen. You should see her moving around in, that, in the kitchen. I get out the way. I really do. I literally get out the way, and I let her do what she do. Amen. Amen. You got, everyone have, they, um, have their, their question cards. Amen. All right, here we go. The first question is right here. This is, this is the first question. All right, here we go. God's last warning to this world was given by John in what book of the Bible? I know that's a little small for your eyeballs, but I could see it very. Can you see it? Amen. God, God's last warning to the world was given by John in what book of the Bible? This is a quiz. This is a quiz. <laughs> All right, write it on your paper, please. Write it on your papers. Here you go. Number two. The Bible says that this message is for every, and we have four blanks up here. So... You need to put something in each one of those blanks. Write it on the paper, not in the atmosphere. <laughs> Write it on the paper, not in the atmosphere. Here we go. God, the Bible says that this message is for every blank, 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 blank of people. All right, here we go. We're moving along. We're moving along. Number three. Do you remember this one? Oh, yes. 
In Bible prophecy, one day equals what? We talked about it. Y'all looking at me like I'm making this up. Amen. I, know, I see you in the back. That's the, that's the scholar section in the back, back there on the wall. That's the scholar section back there. Number four. Here we go. Number four. True or false? True or false? Acts 17.31 says that God has appointed a day on which he will judge the world. Is that true or false? Write it on the paper and not in the atmosphere. <laughs> I'm trying to make this as, 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 all right, here we go. Lucifer claimed that God was what? Anybody know that one? All right, all right, all right. Now we're going to take you back to the old school, the olden days. All right, I want everybody to hold their paper up in the air, hold it up in the air once you finish. Sister, could you grab those papers? Just hold them up in the air once you finish. Remember the teacher said, you hold them up in the air once you finish. Once you write your answer down, hold them up in the air. We want to collect those papers. Because see, what we're going to do, we're going to take, each time you take these quizzes, all right, we're going to place them in a container. We're going to, and the more times you take them, the better chance you will have at winning the grand prize. This is a contest. And put your name on there. If you, if you didn't put your name on there, then you're giving it to somebody anonymous. All right? Everybody write it. Everybody turn their paper in. I see someone writing over here to you. It's over. She's taking them. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. You ready for the answers? Oh, she haven't taken your cards yet? I like this class. Y'all honest. They said, no, no, don't, don't give the answers yet. Some of us still have our tests. All right. You weren't here last night, but you got an A? I believe you, too. You said you got an A? Ain't nothing on your card. Did you put your name on it? Okay, then. All right. Is everybody testing? Everybody quizzing? All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I had a I had a I had a bonus question, but we'll 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 come back to that one. All right. We have a we have a, a bonus question. I forgot I threw a bonus in there. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here's the answer. Revelation. Did we all get that? Yes, right. That's right. God spoke to John, showed him a vision of how this thing is going to end up, how it's going to unfold in the book of Revelation. Number two, here we go. The Bible says that this message is for every nation, tribe, language group. Did we all get that? Yeah, tongues, yeah, you can say tongues. Nation, tribe, language, tongues, yes. We'll take, we'll take tongues. Is that all right? All right, let's keep it moving. The Bible prophet says that one day equals one literal year. Is it, do, you remember, do you remember that? Yeah, one year. That's right, one day. So if I was to ask you how old you are, you would say what? <laughs> Cut it out. Okay, then. True or false? Right here. True. Acts 17.31 says that God has appointed a day on which he will judge the world. That's right. God has appointed a day. The Bible says that no man knows the day nor the hour, but God has set a day where he will come and judge. All right? And what did Lucifer claim? That God was what? We all got that. Y'all sound like the pride. What was that? Um, okay. All right. Here. Now, I did put a bonus up there, and I apologize. I left this bonus out. And so what we want to do, um, if, if, if you can get this right, we'll make sure that you get your name in that bucket to make sure that you get it. it gets drawn for the grand prize. Let me do like this real quick. The bonus was who was on trial? You going off of her answer? Or is that your answer too? Who was on trial? Yes, who was on trial? Who was on trial? God is on trial. That's right. 
Every time we sin, we're basically letting the devil know that he is true, that he is right, that we can't keep God's law, that we can't live according to the word of God, that it is difficult for us to follow him. Every time we sin, we're basically proving the devil to be right and God to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's put our hands together. Come on, let's give yourselves a hand clap of praise. Amen. At this time, we want to just take a pause and we want to, um, sister, um, our health nugget, we will not be having our health nugget tonight, but we do want to keep um, Elder Wellington in prayer, um, keep the family in prayer, amen. Um, but at this time, we do want to move briskly to our prayer time, and I'm going to invite up Elder Lee, if he don't mind, coming and just offer us up a word of prayer, and then we'll go into our special music. Let us bow our heads. <clears throat> Loving Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful time to come out and hear a word from the Lord. We ask and pray that your Holy Spirit is here with us, dear Jesus, to lead us, guide us into all truth. We pray for the pastor. Give him strength, dear Lord. Give him a word from heaven to share with us that we all may be ready when you return. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen. It's so good to see you all tonight. I'll stall a little bit. <laughs> the song I'm singing tonight is On My Knees. And I don't know if you are like me. There are times when I struggle with keeping a consistent prayer life. And people will look at me and say, you're the pastor's wife. You're supposed to be on point with your prayer life. But I struggle just like the next person. And so I know that there is power in the Lord when I'm on my knees. There are times when I'm anxious about things and worried about my children and you know, work and bills and so much going on, but I know that there is power on my knees. ready to begin and there are days when I feel sorry the best of me is ready of me is ready to begin in their days when I feel I'm letting go and soaring on the wings cause I've learned through laughter and through pain how to survive get on my knees 
feel like singing um, She's My Queen. <laughs> huh? Is that a <laughs> by no <laughs> I just felt that one. But listen, I'm so glad that we are here tonight. <laughs> you know, you know, people don't know what they're missing, man, when we talk about going into the Word of God because this is a, this is a, a good thing to be able to come together, especially in a time in which we're living in, and to be able to have a discussion about the Word of God. This is, this is a beautiful thing. And I was, you know, I, some, I, I, I heard um, that, you know, there were some individuals that were invited, but they opted out of coming because, they, uh, because we were actually studying the Word of God. Um, you know, and then um, I get a phone call or a text message that uh, one of my elders was in a, a car accident, and and then um, you know the system is doing you know what it's doing. And uh, believe it or not, a few minutes ago I was standing up here and I was I'm, I'm learning how to multitask, and my and my message was was somewhere else, and so I had to dip in the back and come back out here, and you know I'm doing all these things, and um, I believe that somebody's going to get blessed, and I believe that somebody is being blessed. And I believe that, you know, that the, that the, that the Lord is, is getting, you know, the glory out of what we're doing here. And so I don't want any one of us to be discouraged or to be, you know, um, you know feel some kind of way. 
Um, just keep trusting God because the reality is, here it is, the reality is the closer we get to Christ's coming, the more scarce Christians will be. I'm going to say that one more time because the, sometimes we look for the, where are the Christians? But I'm just going to be real with you. The closer it gets time for Christ to come, you're not going to find them. Amen? Because, see, as we look at even the pandemic, I have a little static up here. If we can, um, you know, when we, when we look at the pandemic and see how it has just destroyed the church. You know, everything was able to get back into mold and, to, and, and, and get back into sync. And everything was able to kind of get back in, you know, um, businesses opening up and things were, you know. But the church... Look around even now, we still can't find faithful members. Amen. Um, but I want to encourage you who are under the sound of my voice and you who are viewing online, don't look at what you see. Please don't look at what you see. Trust God. Continue to lean on him. Continue to believe in him and know that he's working all of this out. And so tonight, I want us to just take another pause as we offer to a, another word of prayer as we look at our topic tonight, why have our streets become so unsafe? Let us pray. Father, thank you again for this privilege and this opportunity that you have given us to, be, to come before you. You are so amazing, so awesome, and we know that we would not be here if it wasn't for you. And so we do give you praise and honor and glory for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do, in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Why is our street so unsafe? If you come with me as we look at, the, at Washington, D.C., um, if you look at Washington, D.C., suppose that there were some radicals that have taken over um, the White House, amen, the, the, the Capitol. Uh, uh, just, just suppose, amen, um, that this happened, amen. <laughs> <laughs> just suppose, amen, and we know that this really did happen. Suppose these radicals took over uh, on the Capitol. They stormed the building. It was all over the radio station. It was all over the television. Uh, some would call it the television. It was all in the newspaper of these radicals that took over uh, the Capitol. Uh, they declared that the, that, 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 that the city was free for us to do whatever we wanted to do. Amen. We can just do how we want to do. There are no laws. There is no restrictions. There are no boundaries. Uh, if, if you see something, you can just go ahead and take it. Don't worry about any laws. Don't worry about any rules. Just go ahead and take it. Don't worry about the stop signs. Amen. Don't worry about speed. Just do what you want to do with another man's wife. Do what you want to do with another man's um, uh, uh, another man's wife. Do what you want to do with another woman's husband. Do what you want. There are no laws, no consequences. You can just live how you want. Do what you want. Go as fast as you want to go go as far as you want to go and there are no consequences you don't have to worry about stopping at any red lights there are no restrictions there you don't have to worry about stop sign you just do what you want to do the radicals declared that the ten commandments are out of date that we don't have to worry about it we don't have to deal with it they're out of date uh, under old-fashioned there are no restrictions would you want to move to that place or would you want to live in a place where there are no rules? Where there are, where there are no restrictions, no laws, which, you know, uh, uh, don't, no, don't worry about your course of action. Whatever you want to do, you can do. I remember they had a show out by the name of The Purge. Anybody familiar with that? Yeah, The Purge. And at a certain time, uh, of, the, of the evening when the sun go down you have 24 hours to do what you want to do and there are no restrictions I know I wouldn't want to live there but the true reality is it seems as if society is heading towards this chaos we're not already there obedience to, to God's law is outdated we don't have to worry about it crime crime do what you want to do live how you want to live Say what you want to say. 
Go where you want to go. The murder rate is climbing. Police brutality. What you're seeing here is a prayer walk that we did in Minneapolis, Minnesota after the George Floyd killing. Praying over each one of these names of the individuals where the police had killed. Crime is increasing all over the place. And how can we explain this pandemic or this epidemic of violence? How can we do this? The total of gun violence in the U.S. as it dates back to 2021. 45,300. Now these dates right here, uh, 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 this is very recent from the Reader's Digest. We're living in a space now where even our children are afraid to even go to school. Gun violence is real. People don't come back. Stevie Wonder. Not only that, just a week ago here in our own city, we had a killing, a shooting at our school. I was able to go there on this past Thursday, and I was able to speak with one of the students who shared with me how from first grade all the way up to his freshman year in high school, when they would have these drills, it would seem as if it was a joke. They've done it for so long, and, and, and it seemed as if every time the alarm would sound and the word would come across the speaker, it was as if the children, it, it was just business as usual. And then he went on to share with me, it didn't become real until he heard the gunshots. Oh, what does it take for things to become real for us? When he heard the gunshot, he said him, he and seven of his classmates literally had to jump out of a two-story window fearing for their lives. This thing is real. Laws that we don't have to abide by. Laws that we don't have to consider anymore. L laws that are meant to protect us. Laws that are meant to keep us safe and to keep us out of harm's way. We have now taken them and pushed them to the side. I don't feel safe in school. Some of us don't feel safe in our neighborhoods. Society don't even want us to have restrictions. In other words, they want us to do whatever we want to do. So how can you explain this epidemic of violence that is plaguing our land? Because of this problem, we understand the reality is that there is no moral no right, no wrong. Society doesn't want restrictions. They want love without law. They reject God's law, standard of morality, no more right or no more wrong. We can do what we want to do, when we want to do it, and how we want to do it. Because, because of problem in our society today, we have lost our moral compass. Right is wrong, and wrong is right. So he who trusts in his own heart, Proverbs tells us, is a fool. See, we reject the authority beyond our own opinion. You understand that God knows exactly what we need before we're in need of it. Hosea 8, 7 says that for they sow the wind and they reap the whirlwind. 
You see, we sowed the wind. We glorified adultery in the media, reaping the whirlwind of divorce and teenage pregnancy, glorifying violence in the media. Average young person has seen over 20,000 violent acts on TV and children are filling their minds with sex violence crimes and now we are reaping the whirlwind. And any surprise that our high school students are now walking around fearing their lives. And just a few years ago, we even had individuals showing up in settings such as this, posing to be visitors in need of a word from the Lord. But they sat through the service, and the whole time they're thinking about taking another person's life. Oh, how far have we come? How far removed have we become from the law of God? Now we're reaping this whirlwind. Possible revelation is correct that the pendulum of lawlessness in society will swing back the other way very soon? This lawlessness, this lawlessness is leading some religious leaders to propose legislated morality. Just Dr. O, I mean Dr. Oz, who was, who was running for a political office, says that abortion should be between a woman a doctor, and local politicians. This is the world in which we live in. We have now legalized same-sex marriage. And last time I checked, correct me if I'm wrong, that marriage was something that was instituted in the garden by God. So how is it then that the creator or or the one that was created now have the authority and the power to change what God had already implemented in the beginning? We should never forget the lesson of history. You see, history reveals that when the church and state united, the rights of the minority are trampled on. Legislation is not the solution. The Bible reveals the answer. a, A revolution in the heart is what is needed. A transformation of the human heart is what is needed. Not in our government. Because the reality is you have crooked men and women sitting around the table deciding our fate. Now how can you get crooked men to come up with a life, uh, a, 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 um, shall I say a foolproof plan for our safety? So the Bible declares that God's standard of righteousness and Psalms uh, 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 reminds us that the works of his hands are, 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 are verity and justice. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. God is the only one that knows how to make the crooked road straight. So God's command stands forever. No, they didn't change. They're not given uh, 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 for just for the ancient generation, men and women of all ages. This applies to you. It applies to me. It applies to my grandchild. And it applies to the generation after this and the generation after that. It applies until Jesus decides to crack the sky. So Psalms 19 reminds us that the law of the Lord is perfect. 
That's why I can get excited now. I wasn't always this excited and passionate about the things of God. I got to be honest with you. But since I've come to a knowledge, the word of knowledge, Bible college, now that I've come to an understanding of the word of God, that's why teaching and having these type of settings are important because you're not going to get everything just by me standing up here preaching. Sometimes we got to sit down at the table and have a dialogue because the reality is the struggle is real. I said it before and I'll say it again that when tragedy comes, it doesn't come bearing light gifts. It doesn't come bearing light loads. When you get a phone call and, 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 and you weren't expecting the news on the other end, the news that is so devastating that it causes you to drop in your seat with a blank look on your face because you can't believe the news that you just heard. It's real, folks. Oh, this ain't no sipping tea. This is real stuff that we deal with here. And God is letting us know that you are able to make it if you would but follow my commands. And that's why we smile. That's why we get excited. Because we understand and know that, we don't, that, that uh, trouble don't last always. And so when I look around and see the tragedies, when I look out my windows and turn on the boob tube, and when I look at the newspaper, and when I read all of this stuff and see all of this stuff, oh no, I don't get weary because my God says, I will keep you in perfect peace. You will keep your mind stayed on me. And so we're living in some very dangerous times here, some very, some very, some very difficult times here. Society has now gotten to the point that where we have cast off God's law, except individuals' opinions and supreme. We say, well, what do you think about it? Not what God thinks about it. So how do you feel about it? So what do you say about it? everybody doing their own thing? Everybody believing what they want to believe? It's just a big pot of gumbo. You do you, I do me, and everything going to work itself out. <laughs> and that's not how we work, family of God. There are rules. There are there for a reason. God understand from before time that we would need some type of guidance, some type of instruction. So God's law of a moral standard of right and wrong, he understands what we need. It is estimated that there have been at least 35 million laws to control human behavior. But the Almighty has given us just 10 commandments. Just 10 commands. Just, 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 just 10. That, that, that's all, you know. Your little poor brain can't handle 11. We just got to give you 10. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I mean, 35 million laws, my brothers and sisters. The principles of God's law of, are, are, are eternal. You see, God's law defines right and wrong. And see, in my opinion, or, or your opinion, or, or their opinion is irrelevant. It's what God say, and that's it. That's it. They say the buck stops with God. But oh, how we have gotten to the point in our Christian experience where we know it now, it's okay if you sip a little wine. They say it's good for the heart. But if you know like I know, there are some of us need to bypass the whole aisle line at Walmart. Come on, somebody. Because the gene is so thick in your family tree. Amen. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, unless y'all, okay, maybe I'm preaching... See, 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 I know for me and my house, we need to bypass that aisle. Come on, somebody. Tell the truth and shame the devil. That's not an aisle I need to frequent. Amen. Come on, somebody. We need to jump over it. Matter of fact, when we, when we get down there, when, when we walking through Walmart, we get very, 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 very like a military. We get, we, 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 eyes right. Ha <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> I was right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't look left. Come on, somebody. Don't look left. <laughs> God, God understands. He said, I'm giving you just 10 laws for you to work with. Just 10 of them. And not only that, but God wrote those 10 with his very hand. The finger of God said, that's how much I love you. I'm not going to, I'm going to write these laws. And not only am I going to write them on these tablets, he said, but I want to write them on your hearts. So God wrote the commandments, the code of ethics on the table of stone with his finger. You see, God thought that the commandments are so important that that, that he would not allow the human race to write it himself. He said, no, 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 I don't want you touching this. I'm going to write this for you. And so God's law is the basis of the heavenly government. This is why Satan hates God's law so much. He rejected God's authority. He accepted his own opinion and final authority. And this basis of heaven's rebellion. This is why he was thrown out of heaven because of his own self. You ever heard it say you're your own worst enemy? If you can just get out of your own way. Satan declared uh, 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 that that wasn't necessary, that it wasn't necessary to obey God's law. Satan, was, he lost out on heaven because he felt as if he knew better than God. No, it don't take all that. Oh, 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 no, you don't need to eat that way. Oh, no, 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 you don't need to go that way. And the Bible says at least one third of the angels was cast out of heaven who also rejected God's authority. And so Satan has led this rebellion. He had brought it down here on earth. And he uses the same lies that he used with Adam and Eve. He said that you too can be your own God. That your opinion You can be your own final authority. Uh, you can think, uh, all you got to do is think it and, 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 and just say it that this is what it is and so it is so. So even Adam and Eve was banded, lost, kicked out of the perfect home because they had other gods before him they placed themselves above God they broke the relationship with the creator and they lost the garden through rebellion and now they were dismissed and some believe that God had no law until Mount Sinai some of us have that idea that, oh, 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 oh no, you know, well, the law didn't come into effect until Sinai. Let me help you out here at the Word of Knowledge Bible College. That no, 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 the law did not come into play at Sinai. The law was implemented in the garden. But God wrote the commandments on tablets of stone because the human race had began to become so corrupt. They began to break God's written laws. And so he wrote them on their hearts. He said, listen, you're not, you're not, you're not getting it. And I believe as we go forward, what make it such a difficult task today because we are not allowing God to write them on our heart. Because as long as they're on the tablet, I can put them in a drawer and tuck it away. But if I place them on my heart, that means I got to carry it with me everywhere I go. And that, my brothers and sisters, is too much for some. It's too heavy for most. And, and it's easy for me. Oh, no, no, God, just give it to me on the stone. So we want to keep the, the commands at Sinai. But God said, no, no, no. It's bigger than Sinai. You see, before Sinai, right, it was, it, 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 it was still wrong to kill. Before Sinai, it, the, you know, the, uh, 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 thou shalt not kill did not come into effect at Sinai. 
thou shalt not kill came in effect before Sinai. So remember, you know the story of Cain and Abel. Where there is no law, there is no transgression. Where there is no law, there is no transgression. So what is transgression? Well, the dictionary says it this way. says that transgression is the breaking or the violation of any law, civil or moral. You see, transgression is breaking God's law. And 1 John uh, uh, 3, 4 says that sin is the transgression of the law. So if God's law didn't exist before Mount Sinai, then for Cain to kill Abel would not be wrong. But God's law has always existed. Genesis puts it this way. Uh, we understand. Well, first, let me. Uh, uh, the knowledge of sin is through the law. In other words, if it wasn't for the law, I would know about sin. I would know I was treating you wrong. I would know. I would not have no. I wouldn't have any idea if it wasn't for the law of God that I was doing or going against the law of God. If it wasn't for that. So in the Old Testament, God's law was the standard of right and wrong. God knew exactly what we needed before we were in need of it. You see, in the New Testament, Jesus upheld the claims that the law in his own life. In other words, he's our pattern. He's our pattern. He know exactly what we need before we're in need of it. So it was wrong to commit adultery even, even in the commonplace of society. But even in the New Testament, Jesus says that we have to obey God's law. So Jesus says it this way. He said, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. For surely I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till it is fulfilled. He said, I come to fulfill it. I didn't come to do away with the law. But why would I want to do away with something that was set in place to keep you safe? Luke says it this way. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of the pen to drop out of the law. Jesus said it's easier for heaven and earth to disappear. God's law was the basis of, our, of, of um, heaven's government. It tells us what is right and what is wrong. And some says that when Jesus died, the commandments were nailed to the cross. Anybody ever heard that before? It was nailed to the cross. But this is a preposterous. It, 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 it's, it, it's now... In other words, what you're saying, since it was nailed to the cross, you're saying it is now okay uh, 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 to kill. You're saying that it's now okay to commit adultery, to steal, to take God's name in vain. You're saying that it is okay for us to do those things. I beg to differ. For the Ephesians reminds us that the heaven abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments. In other words, there it is that the commandments are abolished. Please read on because the law of commandments contain an ordinance. In other words, what we have to understand is what was nailed to the cross. It was not the law of God. In other words, what Jesus said, no more do you have to sacrifice the sacral Official laws is what was done away with. So no more do I have to now take a lamb or a goat or a bull or some type of ox, amen, to the priest's house, amen, to the, to the sanctuary and offer up a sacrifice. Because let's just be real in here today. Many of us, if not most of us, wouldn't be able to afford a lamb or a goat. We barely trying to make things happen with what we have now, amen. 
We barely being faithful with the tithe and the offerings and with the stewardship that God has given us now, our time and our talent and our temple and our treasure. We're being, we barely making that happen, let alone try to bring some type of offering, a lamb or a goat. If I got to pick between a goat and beans, give me the beans. And I guarantee I'm not standing in here by myself. So what was nailed to the cross? The sacrificial offering. The system of sacrifices came to an end. So we've come to Jesus as we are. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, died on the cross. He said, come as you are. Alcohol, tobacco, adultery, idols. We are all guilty. And he said, I will forgive you. I will accept you just as you are. You don't clean yourself up and then come to me. Who lose weight first and then go to the gym? <laughs> I'm trying to make this so clear. Is it clear? That's so clear. When Jesus forgave sin, he didn't say that the law was nailed to the cross, ma'am. Go out and commit adultery again. No, no. What Jesus said, go and sin no more. Go sin no more. Jesus doesn't lead us to disobedience. He leads us to obedience. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 tells us my grace is sufficient for you, but my strength is made perfect in weakness. So are you struggling with sin tonight? Come to Jesus, and he will forgive you of your sins. You see, God's grace not only forgives, but God's grace also empowers us. God's grace changes us. So no more do I want to do those things that I used to do. It's not a struggle anymore, Sister Lynette. No more do I have to fight to, 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 to hold back. Now I have strength. I have power. God has forgiven me. And now I have the victory. So devil, get somewhere. You have no authority over me. Bible says when you call on his name he said demons tremble at the sound at the, at the name of Jesus they tremble but these son of us walking around like those disciples when they tried to cast out the demons they looked at him and said so Paul and Silas I know <laughs> but who are you <laughs> who, who are you because it's at that point where faking it till you make it, it just don't work anymore. It may work in some settings. But when you're walking with the master, oh no, that don't cut it. You got to be real. Real. Because Jesus is real. Oh yes. Give us the victory. So what am I saying? Jesus always lead us to obedience never disobedience so what if love me keeps my command he said if you love me keep you will keep my commandments it's not hard it's not rocket science he said if you love me keep them that's it his laws are not done away with his laws are not gone away with. He said, if you love me, you'll do it. Nobody have to beg you. Huh? You get up and go to work every day. Your boss ain't calling you saying you're coming in today. You get up even when you don't feel like it. Some of us go there with headache just to get two hours in so you can get full days paid. Do they still do that, Elder? They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. But y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Back in the day, you go in and get so many hours in. 
Yeah, you go in there and put about three hours in and you get the whole day uh -huh, with a headache and backache. You just drag on in there and say, I just got to do this three hours because I got to get that full pay. If you love me, Jesus is saying, keep my commandments. Just keep them. It's not rocket science. It's not hard to figure out. Because at the end of the day, no one wants to live in a world or a society with no laws. No, no. We need laws. But the law I'm trying to get us now to grab hold of is God's law. That's the only law that we need to be concerned with as believers. At this stage of the game, if you can't manage God's law, don't get caught up in man's law. Because man's law will only lead you further away from God's law. I have yet to see a law man put in place that's going to get you closer to God. Same-sex marriage, that ain't getting you closer to God. This abortion issue that they have going on, that's not drawing you closer to God. Gun violence, that is not drawing you closer to God. But at the end of the day, whose law will you keep? Whose law will you follow? Father God, again, we thank you once again for what has transpired in this here place. Your laws is what governs us. Your laws is what keep us. It's your law. Your law of love. We ask, oh God, that as we move forward through this thing called Christianity, that you will help us to fall in love with you all over again. So that when you come, we will be prepared to receive you in that great getting up morning. Thank you again for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. If you were blessed tonight, can you just put your hands together and just worship God in this place? We also want to ask um, our deacons, um, if, as they stand by the door, if you want to leave a, a love offering, they'll be standing back there. Um, again, we want you to encourage you to invite a friend, invite a family member. Amen. Um, if you need a few more flyers, we do have a few more flyers in the back that we can put in your hands to pass out. But we want you to let them know that we're not just here for a show or just for our own namesake, but we're here because we love the Lord and we want to be with him and we want to take as many with us as we can to be with Jesus when he comes. Are you excited about God in this place? Yeah. Amen. Are you excited about God in this place? Again, thank you so much. God bless you. And we'll see you here again tomorrow night at 6 o'clock for the light meal and 7 o'clock for the heavy meal. Come on, somebody. You can consider yourselves dismissed.